What's going on guys? Sam Adams here and welcome to a brand new episode of Cabinet today for December the 19th of 2018. My name is Samuel Adams and welcome to today's show. I hope that you are all doing very well and for those that are brand new to the program, this is a daily gaming news show where I bring you the hottest gaming news from around the industry and let you guys know what is going on in the industry that we all do love so very much. Now, this show is hosted right here on twitch.tv slash the Samuel Adams five days a week, Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern time if you did want to check it out. But today we have some pretty awesome stories to dive into. First off, Razer has officially unveiled the first keyboard and mouse combo specifically built for the Xbox One. We will talk about that a good bit. On top of that, the Halo head Bonnie Ross has been named 2019 AIAS Hall of Fame inductee, and that is a pretty awesome honor if I do say so myself. On top of that, some esports legends have launched a brand new esports brand with $9 million in funding. Some fans think that the PS5 is being teased via a brand new theme on the PlayStation 4. Halo has a brand new prosthetic arm that is going to make kids with those kind of limb issues feel like Master Chief. On top of that, PUBG now has over 200 million registered players. There is a tease for an Assassin's Creed 4 Honor spinoff slash crossover. And finally, I have some good news for you guys that have not played Grand Theft Auto 5. You can get it for a really good deal. And if you have Twitch Prime, you get even more of a good, very good, fantastic other synonyms for great deal. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into the hottest gaming news of the day, which begins with the fact that Razer has unveiled the first keyboard and mouse combo for the Xbox One. That's kind of a big deal, also kind of a big price tag if you ask me. Razer has finally shown off the first wireless keyboard and mouse combo for the Xbox One, and it's exactly what you would expect. The company has unveiled an Xbox One version of its turret bundle that mates a mechanical RGB-lit keyboard with a 7-button, 16,000 DPI mouse that sits on a retractable pad inside of the fellow peripheral. You can play games like Fortnite or Warframe as much as you would on a home theater PC, including for some titles, Chroma and Xbox Dynamic Lighting effects. That's pretty neat. On top of that, you can use the turret combo with a Windows 10 PC for that matter, so it's possible to cart your keyboard and mouse from the den to the living room, and a single USB dongle should save you some hassle. There is one main issue though, and it's the price. The turret for the Xbox One ships in the first quarter of 2019 for $250, or nearly as much as an Xbox One S normally cost as of the time of this writing. This is for console gamers who are determined to have a PC-like gaming experience on the couch and are willing to bet that an enough games will have native input support to justify that giant price, if I do say so myself. However, I will say that checking out the picture here that we have with the official unveiling, it looks really neat. When it comes down to it, for those that are wanting to have a premium kind of experience when it comes to PC gaming on an Xbox One, this is kind of the experience that I would personally expect. If I am going to be spending a lot of my time gaming on the couch, this is a pretty good setup when it comes to replicating what I would have at a desk. That being said, the Xbox One mouse and keyboard support is primarily geared, in my mind, uh, towards those that are wanting to game at a desk, as you normally would with a gaming PC. Because as somebody who is just a couple of years out of high school at the time of making this podcast, uh, truly, I spent a lot of my time in this exact scenario. Throughout the early years of high school, uh, I really was rocking a PlayStation 4 like it was a gaming PC. Of course, there is no PC peripheral support for the PlayStation 4, uh, but I 
will say that I used to love my DualShock 4 and I used to game at a desk in the same way that I would uh, with a gaming PC as I have today. And so I understand where this desire is coming from because you do want to play like those that you watch. You do want to be able to have that, you know, tactile, very high accuracy kind of experience that you can only get from a mouse and keyboard combo as you would get on a gaming PC. So I understand where Razer is coming from with this, and I understand why the guys over there at Xbox are adding this to their lineup. But as for right now, $250 for this that essentially has a retractable trackpad on top of only using one dongle of a USB port, that's a little bit iffy for me. That's a very large price tag. But again, Razer is a company that is notorious for high price tags and fine products, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, you can kind of divvy that up as you will. But for those that are interested in the brand new Razer keyboard mouse combo for the Xbox One, you can check it out whenever quarter one 2019 does roll around for again, $250 if you did want to get in on that. But moving on to the second story of the day, Halo head Bonnie Ross has been named 2019 AIAS Hall of Fame inductee. That's right, she's in. I don't think I would still be at Microsoft or in technology if I hadn't found gaming, she says. Bonnie Ross, Microsoft Corporate Vice President and Head of 343 Industries, will be inducted into the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences Hall of Fame in February of 2019 for her work in video games, in helping to expand the reach of Halo franchise and the time she spends promoting diversity efforts in the gaming industry. But Ross says that it's gaming that helped her and she's just working to make sure others see its power and influence. Quote, I think a lot of it comes from my own personal experience experience, she recently told Variety. When I realized that gaming is technology, empowering art or creativity or storytelling, that's the thing that clicked for me. But why didn't I know that before? What I'm passionate about, where my efforts start, is connecting those dots for others. It was that realization and the power it had to help shape her career that drove Ross to work to help STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics efforts focus on middle school girls, a place Ross said studies show a loss of interest in the topic. Her own career started as a technology hire at Microsoft, but took a turn to gaming in 1994 at the company's PC sports gaming division, where she worked on NBA Full Court Press for Windows. As her career advanced in gaming, she began to attend events like E3, and it was at E3 where Ross came upon the idea of having a regular meeting for women in the gaming industry. We were having dinner at E3 in Atlanta one year and noting how few of us there were in the industry and wondering if there was something we could do to connect us, she said. So we started networking and connecting women across the industry, and so this article goes on to talk more about the interview between Variety and uh, the honorary inductee Bonnie Ross herself, uh, but overall, very impressive career so far, and I'm all for those that are trying to better a cause. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, and really diversifying any kind of, of medium, any kind of industry even, is something that can benefit everybody, because whenever you get one type of person or one specific group of people uh, controlling anything at all, from the government to a small business, uh, you begin to be kind of closed-minded about how you approach certain issues and how you approach the business overall. And so to diversify is always a good thing because you get more perspectives and more opinions in there. And you really can make a product and a service uh, and a company that reaches more people and it's not just focused on one specific type of group. So with all of that being said, on top of the work that she's done with Halo and many other franchises and of course Xbox as a whole, uh, you know, congratulations to Bonnie Ross. She's killing it over there. And welcome to the IAAS Hall of Fame. That's a weird a little abbreviation, but the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences, what, a, what an illustrious title to have there for not only your organization, but also to be a member of when it comes to inductees. Very cool stuff there. And again, congratulations to the fantastic Bonnie Ross. 
But moving on to the next story of the day, also from Variety, esports legends have launched Pop Dog with $9 million in funding. It's a lot of cash. Evil Geniuses CEO Alexander Garfield is heading a new esports technology and services company which will develop products aimed at optimizing live streaming for tournaments, talent, and publishers, and it was announced today. The company is called PopDog and will be starting things out with a $9 million Series A funding round led by Makers Fund and Korea Investment Partners. Quote, we're building our company around the core belief that esports and gaming video content, born more from technology than any other sports or entertainment verticals we've seen, need better technology in order to to be properly understood, monetized, and optimized, says company CEO Garland in a prepared statement. The industry needs a back-end, and our mission is to be that back-end by supporting the ecosystem as a whole with a comprehensive offering of technology and services. This funding brings us one step closer to fulfilling that mission. We've already assembled an incredible team of industry leaders, product experts, and esports veterans, and we're excited to begin rolling out a suite of products that we think will make operating in the space transparent and scalable as opposed to opaque and speculative. Alexander Garfield, a two-time winner of the international tournament, is perhaps best known for his role in helping the pro gaming organization Evil Geniuses and Alliance into the esports heavyweights. Garfield later sold the team's parent company Good Game to Twitch in 2014. Alongside Garfield, Bog, uh, Pop Dog, excuse me, co-founders include CTO and CPO Andreas Thorstensen, a former Counter-Strike world champion who co-founded SK Gaming, CSO Niles Heron, consultant who has taught and mentored as accelerators such as Techstars, Generator, and Detroit's Tech Town, and CCO Colin DeShong, a former COO of Good Game, Evil Geniuses, and Alliance, where he was Garfield's longtime partner. If that means anything to any of you esports aficionados, there you go. It means nothing to me right now because I have no idea what exactly is happening with these people in their careers. But as somebody who does not follow esports, I think this is a big step in the right direction because they are completely and totally right in the statement that they did have prepared and that they did put out because esports is flourishing right now. It's amazing to see uh, where the industry as a whole is going over the next few years, but and there's always a but with this kind of thing, isn't there? There does need to be a step forward when it comes to technology, when it comes to how games are shown off and how these tournaments are put together, because they have been, you know, improved upon very much so over the course of the past few years. But in terms of the future, in terms of improving the user experience, in terms of improving the viewer experience of where esports is going over the course of the next five to 10 years, that is where this new technology, this new funding is going to really assist in the long Long run. Now, don't get me wrong, very excited about where esports is going as a whole. Cannot wait to see what happens with not only this company, with Pop Dog, but with the industry as a whole. I think that it really is something that entices a lot of people to take a moment and look into what they might be missing out on in the world of esports. So, it could be a pretty good time, and we'll see what happens with that. But again, with $9 million in funding, you begin to see the launch of Pop Dog which is bound to release a slew of awesome features for those that are fans of esports and those that want to get in on the world of esports could be pretty cool there. Now, let's talk about something that's not necessarily esports related, but it very well could be the PlayStation 5. That's right, it could be right around the corner, according to a fan theory that involves the brand new PlayStation 4 holiday theme. Interesting one here. Sony has recently treated fans to a free holiday theme for the PlayStation 4. It's a creative design decorated with holiday stylings such as a Christmas tree, ornaments, snowflakes, and a present standing in place of PlayStation's sacred XO square and triangle symbols. Yet, there seems to be something hidden within that holiday flair. A possible PlayStation 5 tease will soon be there. 
Haha, because holidays. At least there are some fans considering it as such. Happy Holidays appears in all caps in one part of the theme. That is nothing special. PlayStation also appears in all caps. Again, it is nothing special except... And this is where it gets interesting. The font for the S in Holidays and the S in PlayStation are quite different. They are so different that the S in PlayStation appears to be a 5 instead. A fan on Twitter, Mike Peterson, took note of the number and tweeted the following. And I will show you guys right now. Here is your Happy Holidays. Of course, the S in Holidays clearly an S without any kind of mistake. However, the S in PlayStation, notably different very different clearly a five in fact because you do have that little diddle on the end there as they like to call them and again the curvature everything about this is screaming five to me so is playstation teasing the inevitable release of its fifth home console it's not beyond the realm of reason and the realm of possibility however what may seem more likely is that the company has chosen to use this holiday theme as another way in which to celebrate playstation 4's fifth year anniversary as the console launched on november the 15th of 2013 in north america and of course rumors abound about playstation 5 and we could go on even more but right now it looks like you could be getting some kind of tease of the playstation 5 but i am in the boat that does believe this is a celebration of the five-year anniversary of the PlayStation 4. I cannot believe it's been five years. I was in high school when that thing came out, and I actually skipped the first period class to wait on it outside of a Target, and uh, no regrets, without a doubt, including the fact that I drained my bank account, which was full of McDonald's earned money, uh, to get a PlayStation 4, which did serve me for a good number of years, which was a fantastic purchase. But is the PlayStation 5 being teased? It very well could be, but at the moment, I personally do not believe so. However, that's really up to you to decide. It's your life. You can get excited about things if you want to. That's not illegal. But speaking of Halo, as we talked about earlier with Bonnie Ross, Microsoft has a Halo-themed prosthetic arm that will make kids feel like Master Chief. And this is a cool feel-good story, if I do say so myself. Microsoft's 343 Industries has partnered with Bionic's nonprofit Limbitless Solutions, I believe I said that correctly, to create Halo-themed 3D-printed prosthetic arms for children. These prosthetic arms are fully functional with hands that are capable of gripping objects through EMG sensors, and the best part is they are donated free of charge to recipients. That's right, no money exchanging hands. Starting next year, Limitless, oh, I get it now, it's a play on words, will add two Halo-themed options under their design lineups, which already include includes a pretty sweet Iron Man arm. Nice. There is a recreation of Master Chief's Mark VI gauntlet. Had to read the uh, had to read the Roman numeral there. It took my took my undeveloped brain a moment. But six gauntlet in his trademark green, as well as a multiplayer version that fans can customize with their favorite color. So if they play with a certain color Spartan in the game, they can wear that game gauntlet in the real world. And again, here's the uh, UI screenshot. If you were curious about what that looked like, essentially it customized the color and the fingers and everything about it could be pretty dang cool. Visually, it looks remarkably accurate and true to the game's aesthetic. It's also not the first time in recent memory Microsoft has worked to bring accessibility to gamers. The company recently released its Xbox Adaptive Controller for players with disabilities, which has two large programmable buttons and 19 jacks that can connect to joysticks and other accessories for people to play games on Xbox One and Windows 10 PCs. Microsoft is not the only company that collaborated, collaborated well, that's a big word with Limitless, as Riot developers recently partnered up with the company during its biannual Thunderdome hackathon. Riot developers worked with Limitless to create five League of Legends themed prosthetic arms, landing on Odyssey Jinx, Star Guardian, Shurima, Li I didn't plan to say these words, Liao, and Maokai, sure, designs. Not in the League, but the five designs will also be available to kids in 2019. 
And so you can go on, but essentially very cool uh, way to make kids that are facing something of a trial in their life not feel quite so isolated, not feel quite so, you know, out there. They have a very cool option for how they want to get a prosthetic limb that is going to help them not only live their life, but also to potentially be the coolest kid in the class, you know, to do stuff like that, where their friends freak out and say, oh my gosh, you have a Halo-themed arm or an Iron Man arm or a League of Legends arm? Is that something kids do? Probably. It's, it's the kids who are wrong. But regardless, Xbox-themed new prosthetic arms, specifically Halo, coming down soon if you did want to take one out for a spin. If you happen to be a kid and you happen to need a prosthetic limb, still pretty cool in my opinion. But we'll see how this all shapes up. Again, a lot of accessibility going around in 2018, and that's a cool thing to see because I love it when people can play games, enjoy games, and enjoy life. And to be able to marry all of that together and create one big enjoying life, you know, functional kind of nerdy goodness. Oh, I love that kind of thing. So, again, very cool little initiative here from Microsoft and Limitless. Good stuff there. But... Moving on to more gaming news, PUBG now has over 200 million registered players on mobile alone. That's a lot of people and a lot of cell phones. PUBG Mobile has officially surpassed 200 million registered users and, according to The Verge, currently boasts about 30 million daily active users. That figure is a notable achievement for any game, but especially so for PUBG since its primary Battle Royale competitor, Epic Games Fortnite, only crossed that same 200 million player threshold last month. The Verge says that PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds 200 million count only includes players of PUBG Mobile, meaning that it does not include those who have purchased the Battle Royale game on PC and console and does not include any of the PUBG players in China. And so again, I will remind all of you that might be listening to the podcast, PUBG Mobile is so dang good, I cannot begin to explain how fantastic this actually is. It is a joy to play. I would recommend checking it out if you get the chance. Very, very fun thing here. Uh, but overall, 200 million is a lot of people, and congratulations to the team behind the scenes. Um, for those that are thinking about giving it a shot, I'm trying to think of other things that I need to tell you about PUBG Mobile. Uh, it's very different from the PC version of PUBG. It's very hardcore on PC. It's very challenging on PC. Uh, but to be quite honest with you on mobile, it's just good fun. It's almost like a Call of Duty-sized version of PUBG in a way, where it's just stupid fun, but you still have a good bit of skill and a good bit of uh, tactical you know, feel for the game if you do get what I'm laying down there. Uh, so again, free to play, tons of microtransactions, but still free to play if you do want to dive in and check out PUBG on the mobile platform, which again is going right now with 200 million registered players and again about 30 million daily active users, so you shouldn't have any kind of trouble trying to find some kind of game to play. But moving on to the next story of the day, a big surprise for a lot of people, including myself, Ubisoft is teasing a For Honor and Assassin's Creed crossover. That's right, you could be playing as Altair in For Honor, that would be very neat. But Ubisoft is teasing something big. On December the 19th, 2018, the official For Honor Twitter account posted the video below, which is plainly teasing some kind of crossover with the Assassin's Creed universe, and you can see the unexpected video here. And again, uh, very clearly the Abstergo logo on top of a full reveal on December the 20th at 12pm Eastern Time over on, I believe that might have been Twitch, if I saw that correctly. Uh, but again, tons of stuff on the Warriors Den livestream tomorrow, talking about a crossover, a collaboration, if you will, between Assassin's Assassin's Creed and For Honor. Uh, and so they go on to talk more about what's coming for the content for For Honor. Uh, but I will say that over the course of the past few weeks, For Honor has been in the news a couple of times, uh, mainly for improvements to the game. And after checking out some gameplay, you know, watching a couple of live streams here and there, I will totally say 
that I'm very impressed with where For Honor is as a game right now. Because when it first launched, uh, number one, a lot of issues, if I remember correctly, with these servers, a lot of issues with balance, and a lot of issues in a big tournament that went down for For Honor, uh, which was kind of embarrassing in a way, because it was always marketed as this big competitive you know, fighting game. And so whenever you have that kind of fall flat on its face, you begin to have kind of an issue with that sort of uh, idea and with that public, you know, relation kind of side of that stuff. Uh, but if you did want to check out what For Honor is bringing to the table with Assassin's Creed, then check out the stream tomorrow, which could bring you exactly what you want. And you could be enjoying some Altairs, maybe some Ezio here and there, maybe even some Connor from Assassin's Creed 3. That would be pretty cool as well. And even Edward Kenway, more Assassins down the line. Maybe even Desmond Miles. Imagine just a hoodie and jeans dude beating the shit out of a samurai. That would be sweet in my opinion. But for those that don't have any kind of care for For Honor, we do have the final story of the day, which is Twitch Prime. For those that do have Twitch Prime, you get a very good deal today and today only. In hindsight, probably should have put this at the beginning of the show, but hey, here we are. So, did you miss the news? You didn't, because you're here listening to Caffeine. But today only, that is December the 19th of 2018, get Grand Theft Auto V for $15 on Amazon, and Twitch Prime members receive a $15 Amazon promo credit with the purchase, and it's available in the US only. So again, you get a physical version of Grand Theft Auto V on the PS4 or the Xbox One, and you get 15 bucks back to spend on Amazon. So in a way, a workaround kind of way, you actually get the game for free. So that's pretty cool. But again, I'm not going in on this because I've played Grand Theft Auto V. I played it a ton on the Xbox 360, and I've seen the upgrades for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. I've played it a couple of times here and there. It's just not something that I need in my life right now. But a fantastic deal for those that are looking for a last-minute holiday gift for somebody, if you know somebody that does need Grand Theft Auto V in their lives, maybe your grandmother or your you know, Aunt Susie that you never really do see, they could use some GTA V, and you, yes, you can get $15 back so you pretty much just come out even. It's a good deal. But overall, those are the stories of the day, and Alan has come in late to the chat. And let me tell you right now, for those that want to watch live, you come over to twitch.tv slash the Samuel Adams five nights a week, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern time, and you tune in. If you're late, you get beaten. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love you. I love you. I love everybody that listens to the show. But uh, to go out with a bang, I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of the day. I'll be back tomorrow for Friday's episode of Caffeinate. And of course, if you notice, the camera is back. So tomorrow, we'll see how it goes. We might be a little bit late because I am getting an unlimited battery uh, for the Sony a6000. And on top of that, a brand new lens that I am going to have to adjust a lot of settings to get to where it looks really, really good. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, but again, you can find Follow on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff is down below if you did want to check it out. But as for right now, you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. I will talk to you soon, and I just bit my tongue. That hurt very badly. Peace.